Hello, my name is Robin Marriott of Property EU, and I'm delighted to be hosting this second edition of the Urban Land Institute's Vanguard podcast series. Now, the ULI brings together real estate and land use experts from around the world with a clear mission to shape the globe via the built environment and to have a transformative impact in neighbourhoods, cities and communities. And this podcast series focuses on that future. Now, the ULI Young Leaders Group selected 10 outstanding young professionals already making waves in the industry, calling them the new real estate vanguard. And I'm delighted to welcome one of them, Achille Bourdon of Civil Architectures. Achille, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Rabin. Hi. Now, let's get um, started. I wanted to tell you that this is actually the 10th and the final podcast in the series and I'm, I'm excited to have you on, on our show because I know that we're going to get into uh, a discussion that we haven't actually covered yet in the series at all so let me just start by by asking you this you are a young architect in Paris specialized in the subject of the productive city so what is the productive city and how does this concept organize your practice the productive city is about new needs, I think, that must be made compatible with the city. Uh, it, it, and it faced many challenges today. First, with shorter and cleaner distribution circuits, but also the challenge to relocating small industrial production and local manufacturing. It's also the, the challenge of repositioning handcraft and service economies activities to ensure the energy renovation of buildings but also the installation and maintenance, I think, of energy production equipments. And we identified also the, 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 the issue for circular economy trend to require space available in the city. And it's a low value added activity, so it needs to be helping to discover new places to put those new tools, those new functions necessary. And in a macro vision, there is a the necessity to to transit from an economy of fuse and service uh, to an economy of possession that implies allocating spaces in city for for these activities, which must re remain close to users to to be to be put into the city to to provide uh, a real um, service. At the same time, we identify there is a, a, a scarcity of lands for economic activities disappearing and, and productive activities are moving further away from the city. And this current situation uh, in, in Paris is that the production of real estate dedicated to industrial and handcraft sector has really been been down for several years in the Paris region. There is a, a big problem with that because uh, because the price of the land is uh, particularly high, and it's um, and also it became difficult to to build some some real estate dedicated to those low value activities. But it's also a problem of density of urban form because. The, 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 the conventional productive real estate are too low density and, and, and 
it's not creating enough value to impose itself in face of housing needs, for example, or of our offices. And we do not build enough when the needs are many. So the, the warehouses have all left the city over the past 30 years and uh, uh, must return now because of the advent of e-commerce. Uh, they must be returned back into the city, close to consumers. And we observe a great difficulty in our practice in, in finding a place for warehouses dedicated to the, to the last mile delivery um, and, and to find new locations to install also service stations uh, for the distribution of low carbon energy. We got to also see that it is very difficult to, to install a, a a port infrastructure in the Seine River to to realize the the, the delivery of uh, by, by the by the river uh, because the with with the classified with the, the river that is classified in as a heritage and and a mixed use uh, a relation a relaxation area we were actually at the in a last mile logistic project on the bank of the Seine. And it is um, in the former car park of the um, house, radio house, it's in Maison Radio, in, in the west side of Paris near the Eiffel Tower. And there it is a half-bird car park located on the river bank. And we set up here uh, a port dedicated to the last mile delivery with a, a, a also a service station for the distribution of carbon-free fuel. And we are setting up at the, at the top of this building uh, a urban rooftop on the roof as a um, built at the level of the street as a belvedere on the Seine. And this mixed function building, it's a very interesting project. Yes, I'm sure these projects are just so complicated, as you've already sort of hinted. But what you're talking about is is already resonating. You, you, you say that you know the warehouses in Paris have all left the city, haven't they, over the past what thirty years, something like that. And in a way, you're saying now they must return with the advent of e-commerce. And and don't forget, you're talking to me, and I'm in London, so we have a. Well, it's going to be similar but slightly different in terms of what's happened to our ports uh, along the River Thames. You're talking about the Seine. And as you well know from your time in London, most of these uh, areas have been developed uh, more laterally into residential. But you are trying to do something uh, different, as you mentioned. So just, just on the issue of complexity and complication, why is it so complicated to achieve these things? I mean... What is the challenge associated to the productive city? The fundamental question about this productive city uh, issue is to conciliate the, the function of production, economic activities with the idea of what we consider the city. Do we still wish to see production activities in cities? Is it reasonable? not to want to reconcile the city and the production. 
in this context of climate change and necessity to ensure the metabolism of city and, and the transition of this metabolism. We see in civil that the, the material dimension of city tends to become very abstract um, with the promise of digital and robotics and uh, with e-commerce that you order on the net, you, you buy um, shoes, and you send back what you don't want to keep. It's like to be very magical as a, uh, a magical service that is provided by the backstage that you don't want to hear about what it is and what, how does it, what does the impact of all this, those services. But we believe that, that we, we must, and, and the city and the consumer and everybody, we must really um, assume the the materiality of of our um, supply chain, uh, of our uh, impact on the environment. Urban delivery is very costly, and we don't really know it, but it's very costly on the financial aspect, but also from a social and environmental point of view. And we don't want to figure that to do. We know that we are dependent on the logistic and networks, but we don't want to see those utilities, those, those, those fa facilities that we want to, to keep at the backstage of cities. And it's fundamental to ensure the ecological transition of this metabolism of cities. And in the case of distribution of goods, it is necessary to implement small local warehouses everywhere in cities to reduce the environmental footprint of deliveries, but uh, to reduce the quantity of trucks into the city uh, and to optimize the, um, the, the last mile delivery. Yes, it, it's such an important point, isn't it? It's like um, we've now become, uh, as a race, so dependent on logistics and networks and in the real estate community logistics of course has been such a hot topic uh, not least in the investment world and yet like you say we d it's almost like we don't want to see it <laughs> we want we want the benefits of it but we don't actually want to see the physicality of it um, and I think you term them I'm talking at the people level you talk about invisible workers don't you maybe you can tell us a little bit about the invisible workers and they were really revealed as being vital to cities, especially during the COVID pandemic, weren't they? <laughs> yes, indeed. For us, it is also the challenge of re revealing the, this, the presence of, of these shadow workers were to ensure the, functional, the functioning of city. As you say, uh, they have been re relegated behind the scene with, with the zoning historically and um, and because of the outsourcing of industry production also to the other side of the world in Asia on, on, on away from us. But um, there is something that is changing. The, the growing city joins these areas. It's not possible today to, to continue to outsourcing those tools, those facilities, the warehouses, the, the energy infrastructure out of the city. We need to, to, to manage, to build the city, to create the city with all of those um, architectures, uh, those infrastructures. It's not possible. 
yet to, to continue to, to, to put the boxes as shoes boxes, you know, mm. um, in, in the, 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 this form, in the field, in our vision is very important and it's um, to, 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 to accept this social, environmental, such as a, a political commitment, what we, we want to change and to bring to real estate uh, transformation is to reveal the the importance uh, the importance of, of backstage in our in our city system in our cities we believe architecture can become the, the real media to reveal this awareness so we work on um we opened the field of search since seven years as a company of as a studio of architecture to invest this is the basement, the underground space to implement urban logistic warehouses. We are developing an interest building um, which will be completed in a few days in the center of Paris, in the Marais, and which is a project um, result from the co of innovative project Réinventer Paris, which is a, uh, a competition opened by the city of Paris, or so city authorities to innovate and to propose some new way to invest basement of Paris was like a blank page and we 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 arrived with a, with a proposition to 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 put with our clients a, a, a logistic a local a ultra local logistic hub in a former underground automatic car park in the heart of Paris and this project is very interesting because it, it questions the transformation of basement less, left free by the departure of cars from the city centers, but also the necessity to really integrate deeply what our logistic architecture today to implement logistic and storage services with uh, the, the help of the um, adaptation of uh, the 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 vehicles to 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 distribute uh, this logistic in uh, and in this building it will be only distributed by cargo bikes and so uh, this this is a small but building around less than two thousand square meters but we are also developing uh, a similar project on the Champs Elysees the Avenue des Champs Elysees which uh, is uh, the transformation of a huge 600 meters square meters basement to provide a similar logistic um, a, a local logistic to shopkeepers or um, inhabitants of them and worker on the neighborhood yes and this is the other new thing about um, you know having this discussion today with you that we haven't really covered in our series too uh, placemaking if you like uh, we've spoken to an investment manager about what to do with spaces, how to bring them to life. But that's the, from the investment manager or the developer's perspective, you see. And of course, you're coming at it from uh, architecture. So I guess my question is more at this point, what would be the role of the architect in, in the productive city as, as you've so far explained it to be? It is a paradox to, to, to reconciliate city and production, as, as I said. And we have to to resolve sort of initial contradiction. Um, and for that, you have to be really creative, which is what is very interesting in, 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 in this situation. 
which is even fascinating to to have to find solutions to to invent new typologies of real estate in the basement uh, under the bridge of uh, under the, the bridge of uh, the ringwood um, of of Persian uh, ringwood um, on the bank of the river. We are in in inventing new typologies in Bordeaux. We are developing a, a, a pretty large campus dedicated to productive activities. I mean, industrial uh, craft, uh, logistics, and um, and also services activities in, the, in, in this building. This campus is in the center of Bordeaux, near the Cité du Vin, which is a major with a major logistic uh, hotel. The city of Bordeaux um, is the extraordinary vision of an urban productive real estate. It, it, it's approximately uh, thirty thousand square meters. We get to to create the uh, the, the capacity to to verticalize the program and and for this work and, and to to convince manufacturers to set up their business on the upper floors. It is really necessary to to restore the same condition of, of use uh, on the upper floors as on the ground floor, and and so to do that we. We install. We we are installing ramps and 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 goods lifts, and and we have to develop solution to to, to propose solution that um, doesn't cost too much at the end because there is um the, the our customer needs to to find um, optimized solutions and we're working on it's it's an extra large scale but we also work on on Paris we develop a small last mile warehouse in a very elaborate way uh, inserted under the ring road as i said in, in the north of paris it was it's our first work and and we get lucky to 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 have this wonderful um, question to to how does you can build a, a warehouse under the bridge into the city uh, to provide logistic service and this project has been noted, noted um, for its innovative character as a real estate with a MEP award in 2021 uh, in the in the, the best industrial and logistic development category. But also, this this, this building has been noted for its architectural quality, uh, which with a, with a price of at the the, the list of Ecar d'Argent, which is a, prestigious price in France. So on the one hand, you yourself are bringing innovation, you're bringing ideas, you're bringing creativity, but at the same time, you have to have also that financial mindset. You know, is it at the end of the day going to work, um, practically speaking, financially speaking, with the project owner? Just just, just tell me then, as an architect, what what are the difficulties that you sort of encounter when you are taking on this these complex and often sort of technical projects alongside a project owner? This project requires close proxim proximity um, between us, the architect, and and our and the project owner as the action of architect. Um, the relationship between the architect and the order is reversed because. Um, Usually in France, we we receive the specification and 
as architect, we, we just solve the form. In the case of this complex project of productive city, we determine the program at the same time as the architecture is very challenging and it's bring us to, to, to specialize on the, on the program itself. And we keep up to date for do that. We keep up to date uh, with industry innovations and engage with industrial leaders and innovators. We, we, we keep in touch with all those, this ecosystem of actor to be proposal for us. You know. Yeah, you put it so well. It's like, it's like you said, the, the, it's kind of like the order is being reversed here uh, yeah. in terms of project owner and architect. Um, and it's, it's more collaboration, I, I, I suppose. But still, you, you're going to be under pressure, aren't you, when you're dealing with your project owner, your client. You've still got to have that innovation, I guess. That's what you're really sort of bringing to, to the table. So, it's, so how do you get these uh, sort of innovative ideas? Where, where do they even come from? We, we we talk about innovative, but we we also look in the river view mirror, you know, uh, what has existing in the past. Because to integrate logistic into city or to find acceptable building design to reinvest activities into the inhabitant fabric is. Um, we, we get to to um, to um, uh, identify also what what have been left, what have been done before, and the innovative the innovation the innovation process is is really at the heart of of uh, our approach at civil, and we have identified in the past an an important moment in the development of the city of Paris, which built new residential operation on many industrial sites at the turn of the 1970s and in return for this really what was a, a broad disindustrialization really the city implemented a policy of creating industrial hostels uh, which were um, uh, multi-story industrial buildings with um, good lifts and, and yard at the, for trucks at the on the ground floor, and this policy was really unique in the world in this moment, in this time. Uh, and we have we have closely analyzed the buildings that were made during this period, their quality and and their defect, to better imagine how to produce similar buildings today. And 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 we are preparing a book to restitute this survey was initiated in 2019 to build a vision based on the history and also the, the, the technical innovation um, of uh, what are the conditions of, of success to, 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 to change mind, to change processes, to, to, to challenge the, 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 the logistic uh, actors and, and, and users of those industrial buildings. I love that answer, by the way. It's kind of surprising in a way to me, but but you're saying it's it's like innovation. So you would always think, oh, it's going to be something really forward thinking, and it is forward thinking. But it's the respect for the past. You you, you talk about the what did you say industrial hotels, which I love that phrase. Yeah. But you're looking wow. in the past, aren't you, to inform the future? Respect for the past. Yes, indeed, and maybe after can 
have this power to to look back without nostalgia and to cap to to bring from the past uh, potential new solutions and m modifies modifying the solution of the past but we talk about climate change and we we talk about low tech to solution that can be um finally uh to renounce to turn back to to the technical and um robotic and and very very technical innovations to to turn to um more uh social and low tech uh, solutions we need to to change mentality and and we need to to propose solutions uh well designed in, in all aspects to to things that the, the the supply chain and the of the real estate from the big vision of needs of of territories to the needs of the users indeed i love that Ashil, listen, thank you so much for taking the time and the effort, really, to explain what are, let's say, I mean, they're difficult concepts that, you know, the DNA of your architectural practice, the fusion of architecture with development and the complexities of, of, the, of cities and, and, and everything that you've mentioned. And, and let's, let's not forget you're doing this in a, in a second language as well, right? So the, these are not easy concepts to get over. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Just one other question, just as I'm curious, uh, we haven't really spoken about how you even got into architecture. People listening to the podcast want to know how people sort of got into it, what piqued their interests, and yeah, for what's your what's your story in terms of how you came to be in this particular part of the industry, and kind of where where does your thinking sort of come from? I studied architecture in Paris, and we met the subject of projective city really early, and so we decided to specialize. But um, I'm over a whole, I'm architect, and I, 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 I wanted to to contribute to this wonderful culture, but which is architecture and what it brings to 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 society. Architecture is uh, in 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 French in France is a, a very very inter interesting. Um, position to 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 see and to contribute because it's a, a cultural and artistic discipline but also a technical one and which is very um, concerned by the, the the political aspect of of managed manage cities and society but I was not really prepared to found my own studio it, it was not a Exactly the project. Initially, it was, but and and I, I it's become a necessary when the the subject just uh, becomes so evident and that that I I needed to contribute. But uh, architecture is a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Ashil Boudon, thank you so much for joining us. You've explained it all so well. Uh, wish you well for the rest of the day. Thank you again. Thank you, Robin. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.